hey, hey, welcome everybody to the TFL podcast for week nine of the NFL season for Draft Stars, NFL DFS. I'm here joined by my fantastic co-host, oh, co-host, Arch. Yes. Almost said co-horse. Co-horse. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. How are you, mate? If you know doing what I mean. Well. Uh, yeah, doing really well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, look, we're, you know, what are we, we, eight weeks into the season, it's almost halfway, haven't maybe had the returns I'd like uh, on the DFS season, but uh, I'm here to fight another day. Um, bankroll management coming in very well for me, Rowan, so yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be we'll be all right. We'll be fine. That's it. Well done. You, you're going to roll the process. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone listening, we would love you to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at the TFL oh, yeah. Podcast. TikTok. That's it. And if you are watching on YouTube, give us, yes. please, a like and subscribe. It really helps the channel, helps us get out there, helps the old algorithms yes. find us. We really appreciate that. Hey, and if you're listening to us on the podcast, a five-star review doesn't oh. go unnoticed. You know, give us a little uh, feedback as well. We'd love to hear from only you. Positive. So, uh, only positive. Uh, only positive. Only wind it. blown up my ass, please. <laughs> that's it. Tell us how much money you've won because of our advice. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> so love to, love to hear from you guys as well. If you're on YouTube with us and if you're not, next week, join in, please. And uh, jump in the chat. Say hi. It's always good to have an interactive show, so we'd love to hear from you in that space as well. As we said, we are talking about Draft Stars, DFS here in Australia, and if you're only now just finding us and haven't played Draft Stars before, well, then please use this link, bit.ly slash join Draft Stars to, yeah, get on board. Absolutely. Play some DFS against us, and it's it's a good fun time. Oh, look, it's fantasy sports in a fantastic way. And if you are on Draft Stars already, then make sure you hit us up for our exclusive Draft Stars single entry contest, five dollars single entry, uh, bit.ly slash TFL week nine. It's always a fun time, mm. and yet to take that one out, Arch. <laughs> Either we look, we got to make it once in the oh, season. We got to take this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad look. Um, yeah, don't even look at how, how often I've cashed I've, in I've it. I've won a micro and I've come second in a micro. Look, I've done all right for us, Archer. Yeah, my yeah, name yeah. is out there. You know, the, the, yeah, well the logo is appearing on the look, leaderboard. I've won one so mini showdown uh, with, you know, 50 mates. Uh, no, nah, it was about That's 20, it. but uh, it was a classic <laughs> chalk dupe uh, lineup. Got that it one. Was. But, yeah, a bit thin for me, Rowan, this year, but we're, we're getting there. We're working through it. That's right. It's, it swings around about some mm. DFS. A lot of chalk. Has been good. That's what it is. And so when you're playing a little bit contrarian as you want to, really, because you want to hit the the difference, you want to be a difference maker exactly. and you want to, you know, take those top spots, it sometimes just doesn't come around for you yet. Chalk's been really good so far the beginning of this season. Keep, so. You can't keep going like that, Rowan. The no, chalk will fail. And so it's regression. I'll be there. I'll be there to, to lap it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Last week was week eight. It was it was a it was an okay week. Look, Dalton was decent. But the thing is, and this is what I've thought about uh, mm. as upon reflection, is I brought back with Dalton, I brought back with Devonte Adams, and I brought back with Josh Jacobs, and guess what? They sucked. Mm. Last week, Las Vegas just didn't know how to play football. It was one of a joke of a game, really, on their on their behalf. So. But I was thinking about this, like when you have a super cheap quarterback, like like we did, even with Sam Ellinger, he was really cheap as well. The nine Ks. You probably just don't actually have to bring back. You probably probably don't even need a stack 
really, in terms no. of with your quarterback when because you're playing them for that really cheap price. So I was been thinking about that. If that happens again this season, I think I'm yeah. going to be a little bit more lenient with my rules in terms of how I build lineups. So yeah, there's there's that. Now, Peachy, thanks for jumping on, mate. Yes. And you're, you're right. I was shocked before the show. When I was like, "Who's this baby-faced man that I oh. have to look look at this week?" It's a uh, it's a strange sight to behold. <laughs> the old clean-shaven arch, mm. uh, mate. Is any motivation here? Look, look. I, I get bored of my face, and I generally go through stages throughout the year. It, you know, I cycle between mo beard and clean. Um, and when the day comes where you realize I'm over the beard, you shave straight away. Like you're just done. Like you can't hold on to it for more than a day. Well, I can't anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, knocked it all off last night. And uh, look, to be honest, a bit disappointed with what I uh, was working with underneath that beard. I thought it was a little bit better than that. But here we are. Um, always the post beard shave regret uh, kicks in for a little bit there. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll I think the reality it. is for a lot of us, isn't it? It's just that. The the chin is always a little bit of a double chin, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. And the beard, the beard hides that. <laughs> oh, look, was it potentially to also about myself? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for on <laughs> you, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anything else aside from New Orleans and Las Vegas letting us down last week, Arch? Anything else there from last week? No, oh, that that was the main thing. I think it was it was the Jacobs Devonta Adams bringbacks that killed me. I, you know, like I had. You know, in the, out of my fifteen lineups, I would say half of them featured <laughs> one or both of them. <laughs> like it's so yeah, it was just it just hurt hurt there. So um, and look, I we look we we all had big lineups. Just so did the bloody field. Like outrageous oh, scores last week. And so you know, how many it, three touchdown players were there? It was like AJ Brown, uh, Deontay Foreman. Yeah. Uh, there was Chris McCaffrey. Like seriously, it was crazy. Yeah, and um, look, yeah. Philly game was good, except for Devonta Smith, which again the contrarian play was to play exactly. Devonta Smith in that fantastic matchup, and it just didn't go. Did a peach? It'll start so, coming that way soon. Keep on, it's going to turn. It's going to turn. Well, speaking of turning, let's turn into week nine. I'm ready to do this. Are you ready, Arch? <laughs> I don't know. We'll say, <laughs> let's go! Yeah, it's week nine for Let's get it. Ah, uh, it's the highlight of, of every show. Let's see. All right, we're going to jump into the Seattle Seahawks taking on Arizona Cardinals. This game sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to say that now. I think yeah. it's it sounds good. It's got an over-under of about 50. Uh, yep. Arizona are two-point favorites here, so both teams projected to be close. Bit of a shootout here. You know, Vegas likes what they're seeing. There, I have hesitancies in terms of mm. fantasy play this week. It's it's an interesting one. So I th- we're going to talk about it because because you know uh, the bookies like it, and there's just something in this. So I'm just going to look. Let's talk about Gino. Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks. Gino. He's sitting here at $12,330. And if we look at his stats, it's okay. And he's had one boom game. Yeah. Back in early October. Oh, that week where I he didn't, played. Didn't, no one played him. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Against Detroit. You know, he, he but you could say that's because he rushed for a touchdown. He's not gonna do that too much, I would say. Right. 300 point bonus helped him out too. Two passing it certainly did. This is a bloody good so he had week. A big game against Detroit. 
But aside from that, we've seen him double his salary, current salary, just twice. It was against Detroit and it was against New Orleans after that. The last three weeks have been a bit average. And look, last week we said, you know, we didn't know what was going on with DK Metcalf. He came in and played as a 6K player. It was a brilliant value if you pivoted to him in the early hours of the morning there. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. There's just there's something in me that looks at this and I'm going, yes, they are fourth in points per drive. The Seahawks, they're doing well. They're getting down the field and they're scoring points. But actually, a lot of them, is, a lot of it's field goals. If you look yeah. into it, a lot of it's field goals and not a lot of it is touchdowns. Now, the th- other thing with that, obviously, you're not getting points for Geno for, for field goals. They're actually 21st in pass percentage. They're not passing a whole lot. Now, Lockett and DK Metcalf know how to get down the field and they're, and they, you know, they can provide you with some really big plays at times, which is fantastic. But Geno himself, I don't know. There's just something that is hesitant in me. He was held to 12 points against Arizona. Like that 12-point game three weeks ago was against Arizona, who they're playing this week. Didn't throw for a touchdown at all. And so I'm looking at this and going, yeah, just I'm not sure. I just, I'm not sure. Hopefully, though, they've schemed him up and they, mm. they've learned from that Arizona game to provide us with a good contest. But <laughs> Gino is a, is a pass for me. He's a pass for me this week. Mm. So let's move on to the rest of the team. Lockett, you've got, and DK, you've got in the 10K mark. Uh, and I really like that. Like that's that's a really nice pricing for, for Lockett and Metcalf. Obviously, though, they've got the questionable tags. I feel like these guys are never fully healthy. Like seriously, when am I going to get a fully healthy DK or Lockett? But if DK played last week, as long as he's not re-aggravating anything, well, there's I don't there's think he can get that. injured, Rowan. I think it's impossible for DK to be properly injured. <laughs> That would be. Wasn't he meant to be, be out for weeks last week? <laughs> yeah, he was. Seriously, I had no expectation that DK would get off. But <laughs> so, look, I'm watching. I'm watching the injury report, but I'm hesitant again with this passing offense. Like I said, 21st in pass percentage. Arizona's been sixth overall in defensive mm. EPA per play, expected points out of that is. So uh, this is it's a borderline good play for me. Like it's a good it's a good price and it's a clear target tree of just DK Metcalf yeah. and Tyler Lockett and especially with Marquise Goodwin. By the way, you weren't ever going to play him, but he's out, so <laughs> it's really thinning that you've yeah. got just Lockett and DK. So it's it's a, they're okay plays, but I just don't know if I'm going to find much space for them in my lineups. Really, that then goes into Kenneth Walker. If they're not passing much, then Walker's going to run the ball a lot. Like, I'm not worried about Homer or DJ Dallas or any of these guys really taking away from what Walker brings to the table. He's sitting there at 12,970, which is great. Last week against the Giants, yeah, he just didn't didn't get there, which was surprising because the Giants have really let a lot of rushing happen against them. And really, he saved his day with a touchdown. That, that, that's what we saw. But against the Chargers, 31.8, like we've we've seen that he can pull out these big plays. You know, he had that 70-yard touchdown. So there's a big play waiting for Kenneth Walker. He's quite explosive, which is exciting to watch. But the Chargers, as we know, or if you don't know, they aren't a great <laughs> rushing defense either. So it's is it a case of Kenneth Walker is just going to feast when the – Defense sucks because mm. Arizona, they've been solid against the run here as well. Arizona, a third in defense, defensive rush EPA per play. The reality is, and I think this is what potentially the field might miss, is that Arizona and Seattle's defense in the last month has really stepped up. Like they've gotten, yeah. they've gotten better. And I just wonder if we're just looking at these numbers and going, like I'm looking at this and going, the, I think the under is going to happen yeah. here. So 
in in that case, then the Seattle D- DST, the defense is who has been performing well. Not that we can project defenses very well, but they're they're 4K. It's basement price. Yep. That's worse. The only there. question is, is then what is Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins going to do? So Murray, 15,770. Love that. And he's shown his rushing upside in the last month. You know, he's got that 100-yard bonus there. Let me pull up uh, Arizona here. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see that us go through the Draft Stars site. <laughs> if you're watching some- on YouTube, you can see some lovely comments here. Check out this. Uh, we've got hot girls awaiting here, apparently. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's block this user. Love that. Fun times. Don't you love it when spam happens? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, so... We are looking here at, at Kyle Murray and he's thrown for 300 yards last week and, and a few weeks before that against Seattle. Against Seattle, he put up 100 yards on the ground. Mm. Now, I think a lot of my Kyle Murray interest does hinge on DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins has come back with a bang. Hasn't he? Like, oh. So good. Oh, my gosh. Against New Orleans, 10 for 103, 12 for 159 and touchdown last week. Like, absolutely was huge. One of those chalky plays last week that just, you know, went off. So, you're looking at this. He's priced up at 17K. I can't fault them, fault draft stars for pricing him up like that. He's still not the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. So, I'm kind of looking at Hopkins, and I think a lot of people look at Hopkins and, and find him to be someone who is quite appealing uh, to pay up for this week. <laughs> so, yes, Simon's apparently there. Uh, hot girls here. I don't know what's going on. The, the YouTube chat is going insane. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, that might get this so, might get the viewers around. If, I, I haven't thought of offering hot girls. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you don't want them cold. Anyway. <laughs> Deary me. I expect we better are- from you there, Ron. <laughs> I'm here to talk statistics and I'm being undermined by hot girls. What's going on? Uh, oh, it's an age-old story with you, Rowan, isn't it? <laughs> Speak to yourself. Anyway. All right. Hopkins, I think, saw his ceiling last week. He obviously at 36.9 draft size points. That's huge. I am going to be wary of my ownership of DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think a lot of people are going to go to him. A lot of people are. And Seattle, look, their defense has been solid, like we've said, right? They have been, they're actually first in defending play success rate. They're first in, de- in defending play success rate. Like that's that's super impressive for a side that we thought was just going to be ripped to shreds this year. So, and you know, they kind of were early on. They really they've really stepped up in the last month. So, Hopkins, if he on, he's. But look, a lot of people will go to him still. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe the contrarian players to avoid Hopkins this week. Rondell Moore at ten thousand one hundred twenty is too pricey for me. Again, he's just still the short dot guy, and really, all of Arizona had a ceiling game last week against Minnesota. Is so he gonna- though? Like, I, I feel that that he's clearly their number two now. Like, on I think I was listening or reading somewhere that on two wide receiver sets, it's he's out there now. Like, he's on the outside often. But when you know when it goes to a three wide receivers, he, he then moves to the slot. I don't know. I, I feel that they're starting to move him around and actually using okay. him. I, I feel that there is – I don't know. I think you can – there's a world where you can get some – if you think this game's going to – you know, be a back and forth yeah. pass affair. I think Rondell Moore's in the mix of it, but I do have yeah. the same reservations about, you know, the game script, how it, how it plays out. 
for sure. I think the 10K price tag is a lot. Like, I don't like really, you want you guys doubling. You, you want you guys doubling. And so I just think, I don't know if I can get 20 points again out of Rondell Moore. That's that's the yeah. question here. So you have to ask yourself that. That's for sure. Tight ends, though. I mean, Ertz is in a great spot for tight ends. You know, Seattle will give the most fantasy points to tight ends. Like, that's just the bottom line. So Ertz, like, this is the thing. I don't think Kyler Murray, the way he plays, can effectively help three pass catchers produce well for fantasy. So... I, I think that's where, yeah, that's 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 my question here. So, look, I'm going to stick with, I think actually, I think Ertz has a more favorable matchup. So I'm going to stick with Ertz and Hopkins as my preferred two pass catchers. Goodness me, Arch. You can't help yourself, can you? Oh, you are I'm completely sidetracked tonight by this You are chat. so sidetracked. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk football. I'm here to talk football. Anyway, uh, what are we doing? Zach Ertz could have a <laughs> he could. decent game. He could. Get he blocked. could have a decent game. Anyway, bloody hell! I'm going to block Seamos <laughs> from Aussie <laughs> fantasy football and Andrew Peachy. You guys can just get stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep it coming. Uh, hey, if you're listening to us on a podcast and you don't know what's going on, go back and check out the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It Hit was subscribe fun. as That's well. Sure. You know, way there. That's right. If I'm stacking this game, I actually don't want to stack it with Gino. So. I'm happy to do a Lockett or Metcalf with a Hopkins. I think that's fine if you think mm. this is the way it's going to go. I don't want to get too cute here with this game. Uh, if you are going to stack Murray, though, then I think my preferred way is to go Murray, Hopkins, Ertz with a bring back of Lockett or Metcalf. That's how I'm going to play this game. Gosh, I feel like I talk forever, Arch, because we're just so sidetracked going through that matchup. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, Any thoughts from you on this matchup between Seattle and Arizona? No, look, um, Look, I was interested in in, in Kenneth Walker. Like he, he he still managed ninety seven yards on the on the ground against Arizona a few weeks ago, and so you know three more yards, his points. Yeah, I think he would have hit the twenty point mark, and so I, I think I think it could be he could easily be in play here today uh, for this one. Fair enough. We didn't mention the Arizona running backs, and I think that's, no, that's we, a we good reason to. for that. Yes, it's because seriously, <laughs> just don't touch. No. Like, we don't know if James Conner's coming back. Daryl Williams, I mean, he's just gone back on IR. But Keontae Ingram's mixing in, Eno Benjamin. It's just, I just don't care about the Arizona running backs. There are so many better plays this week. Yep. Uh, Seymour's so we're going to move on. Saying it's a must win for Arizona as well. That might come into play as well. Yeah, that might go all out here. That'd be fun. All righty, let's move on. We're going to talk about the Chargers in Atlanta, which you don't, Again, we didn't think we'd be talking about Atlanta this much this year, did we? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You know, like they're, I think, sixth in points per game in the NFL this year. Ridiculous. Even after watching them, you wouldn't think that's the case, right? Like it's <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, like, yeah, so the, anyway, and that's with passing like, 10 times a game, it seems. Anyway, so well, let's look at the game. It's uh, we got a 50 point overrunner. There's three games that are 50. Uh, and uh, you know, Chargers are minus three favorites. So even Vegas don't think that this, you know, Atlanta is a terrible team. They think Atlanta can put up points. Both pretty nice yeah. implied uh point totals here. Um so if it's back and forth affair, like this is potentially DFS gold. Um, and so do you think that's gonna 
is this what's going to happen? And potentially the Atlanta tag still smells a bit iffy for, for people and maybe this doesn't command some ownership. You look at, you know, the the Chargers side of the ball as well. Herbert hasn't exactly lit the world on fire uh, in the DFS landscape. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, those um, those stacks just haven't worked out. Um, but, you know, let's see, let's have a look a little bit closer at this game. So Chargers fourth in pass percentage. Uh, so clearly they're going to throw the ball. That's their MO. Uh, they're sixth in pass rate over expectation last four weeks. So, you know, Fast pace, I think they are f- number one in neutral game script pace for play. So there should be plenty of fantasy point scoring opportunities here. So um, definitely on the Atlanta, uh, Chargers side. Atlanta, on the other hand, defensively, they're 29th in pass EPA per play defensively, 31st in pressure percentage. They can't get to the quarterback. 31st in overall defensive DVOA. They, uh, I don't know if you could call them a defense, Rowan. Um, so... I kind of like probably not that sort of matchup for the, for the Chargers. This is a Herbert get right game potentially. Uh, Atlanta, however, though they're fourth in explosive rush uh, um, percentage, so like they're not giving up big plays on the ground, and they're not giving much on the ground. Oh, they're fifth in rush EPA per play uh, in the last four weeks, and so. But then you look at the Chargers side of the ball that that actually fits quite nicely in in how they play. Like Eckler, their running back. That's not how he scores his points, is it, Rowan? He is um, very much the pass catcher. Um, if we uh, if we look at Atlanta's offense, you know that this is the weird one, isn't it? So we look; they're twelfth in points per play um, in the last four weeks. So that, but you know, I think they were sixth overall in the year. Um, they're eighth in pass EPA per play, <laughs> despite being thirty first in pass percentage and pass rate over expectation, Rowan. I mean. If there's a picture of efficiency, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's outrageous. So, the, the part of me thinks, all right, how long can this keep continue? Like them scoring and putting this up, or is this just how the, is this offense just working the way that Arthur Smith's sort of planning it? So, uh, Mariota isn't passing much, but when he does it, 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 I think he's he's in top five or at least top ten in deep pass attempts as well, and so. The deep passes are where you score a whole bunch of fantasy points, so I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind a bit of um, Mariota here. Um, and let's look at defensively the Chargers. They're thirtieth in explosive rush percentage. Um, Cordero Patterson's coming back, so that's um, you know well potentially coming back anyway. And so that um, you know who likes to run the ball, Rowan. Uh, Atlanta do Atlanta. Very, very much. Whether whether they're in front or behind, they are they're number one in rush rate while trailing as well, which probably is going to yeah. happen in this game. Like it's yeah. uh, that's how they think they're going to win. Um, you know, the Chargers are giving up big plays on the ground. They're second uh, in most points per game uh, on the ground as well in the last four weeks. I think you know. We can see that there's, you know, on the Chargers offense versus Atlanta defense, it's the passing mismatch. And on the other side, Atlanta's offense is run heavy, and that's Chargers' weakness. It's it's very interesting, isn't it? So could we get a back and forth with that sort of situation or does it slow down because Atlanta's not going to have that many plays and they're running? So 
it really comes down, how do you think this game's going to go? Um, there's clearly some outs. Like this could just grind it out. Atlanta could slow the game down. That's the only thing I'm really worried about. Atlanta are 29th in neutral game script pace of play, um, which will limit the amount of possessions the Chargers get. Um, so, yeah, just be aware there are outs. Um, but I don't know. I think this is a sneaky game that could, could you know, produce low ownership and a lot of points. So, um so let's look at the the individual pieces, how we're gonna gonna play them. So charges, I mean, Herbert hasn't hit his ceiling yet, Rowan, has he? Like, I mean, if you want to bring up his no. stats, um, I think maybe one week it seems he's gotten close with, you know, week two, if we go all the way back there. Um, the only, you know, one of two times he's, you know, gone over 300 yards. This potentially is a week that he does that again. Um, and he re- you know, is only, you know barely getting two touchdowns a game. So I think this is potentially the the get right spot for for Herbert. People are off him because he's let a lot of people down. Um could he be, you know, what Burrow was able to do against Atlanta just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. This is where I'm sort of drawing the parallels. Um on to the next piece, which, you know, I'll bring up a little bit of a graphic here, Rowan, is our uh premium play of the game. Austin Eckler is our premium play of the week. I mean, who else could you go to? He's an absolute lock in this in this game script. He's game script proof. No Mike Williams, maybe no Keenan Allen. Look, who else is Herbert passing to? Yeah, Gerald Everett will get a catch a few, but it's all going through Eckler. Josh Palmer? Pfft, nah, it's Eckler. Eckler is the offense here. Look, he leads the league uh, with high-value touches per game at 9.3. That's, you know, catches and rushes within, you know, near the end zone. Like, that, are, that is scoring opportunities over the last four weeks. Third in weighted opportunity rating for RBs. Uh, leads the league in routes run among running backs. Like, he is the offense. He does everything. Sure, Atlanta may be good against the rush, but that's not, not going to stop Eckler. He's going to pass the uh, catch the ball. Lock in Eckler as your premium play this week. What do you think? Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> He's good. Just look at the stats. He is good at, at football. <laughs> He's really good at football. Anyway, that would say. Yeah, no, Austin Eckler's great. Just worth the price tag. I don't Honestly, know I think he's worth the price tag. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt like I had to ramble on, but really, I mean, you don't need to talk too much about him. It's just, no. it works. I mean, there were early seasons, uh, early season uh, worries about the usage, but I think the coaching staff realized that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, um, let's talk, can we talk, talk about these wide receivers? Yes. Because I'm really interested in Josh Palmer. You, you say they're not going to use him, but oh, like, no, no, he's... He's going to be good. No, no, they're going to use him. But my worry this week, he is the chalk of every – like everyone's talking about Josh Palmer this week. He's He was like a top five waiver ad in your season-long leagues. He is – if anyone in in Australia listens to any other DFS podcasts that are draft, star, draft Kings related, they are all talking about Josh Palmer. Like – and priced on draft stars at 9K, like that's – silly value for a potential wide receiver one um, for, you know, for a 50-point game. So everyone and his dog will be plugging him into their cash lineup and he'll be very heavily – I'll be surprised if he's below 30% owned in the mini and the micro and the main, uh, you know, all the GPPs on on draft stars. So um, so potentially do you want to pivot off of him? And I'll talk about maybe the obvious leverage play yeah, we'll just jump to him now is Gerald Everett. And I think 
on an ugly tight end slate at 7.5K potentially is the best tight end play there. I don't know. Yeah. It's- yeah, I love Jared Everett this week. Like, he's a trusted piece of the offense yeah. now. They look for him in the end zone. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jared Everett and what he could bring to the table this week. So yeah, no, no, but but you know, as a as a play, I think Josh Palmer clearly is going to have the opportunity and do well. I'm not not going to bag that opportunity, but I, I the worry is as you know as a GPB player, even though that's burnt me a lot this this year, is that. All right. If there's if Palmer's going to command so much ownership, well, what's the benefit of me clicking on him when potentially if he fails and I've gone somewhere else, I jump the leaderboard big time. And so, yeah. Um, if you uh, another punt play on the uh, wide receiver side is DeAndre Carter. I think that's not a bad little option. I think considering Mike Williams is out, six point six k, you're not needing too much for that to work. Helps you, you know. Um, fill the other parts of your lineup. Um, but really, I'm really wanting to monitor Keenan Allen's practice reports this week. For sure. Yeah. Um, because he came out and said that, well, Staley said the hamstring got worse over the buy. Did you hear that? He got worse. Like, you didn't yeah. play. He got worse. What yeah. is going on with that hamstring? I don't know. It sounds like some of the blokes I played social basketball with where <laughs> <laughs> that, that, well, we have one bloke, Stocky, he's, he's got a hamstring complaint and he was about to come back and he played basketball with his, you know, nine-year-old daughter and and did it again. So um, oh, maybe something like that happened to Keenan Allen. So uh, anyway, sure. um, Atlanta side. Yeah. What's going on there? Look, Mario, Mario, Mario is intriguing, <laughs> I think. Um I feel that draft stars just priced him out of maybe my thinking, you know, might as well made him 12K, 11, 9990. Um, <laughs> 9, or whatever. It's not cheap enough for me to really probably play. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like you look at, you know, his body of work, 24, 25 points is his ceiling. You kind of need that to pay off that salary, I think. And, yep. um, I don't know if if that if it's guaranteed to get that. I mean, obviously, you're not guaranteed that's a ceiling uh, type performance. So, look, I'm a bit worried there, mate. I mean, you know, potentially in this game environment, they decide they have to pass to keep up with the charges, uh, and and it does pay off. But I mean, Mariota on the on the ground as well is is where he's going to probably score some points. It's an intrigue. Like I'm not I'm not out. I'm not in. Uh, and so I'm just. I don't know, need to sit on Mariota a little bit on on that. Twelve K is just a, an annoying price, you know. Ten K, I'd be all over it. What do you think about Mariota? Yeah, I think like if he was ten K, I'd be playing it, but I would potentially still would be playing him with potentially without any of his pass catches. Because yeah. if you look at what he does, even with a ceiling game back against San Francisco, he's only thrown for one hundred twenty nine. Exactly. Yards. So <laughs> who's he bringing along? No one with that game. So you want when you stack, you want a lot of you want the ob- you want the the pass catching to excel as well. That's why you stack. So I just don't know if stacking Mariota is worth it. Potentially he could be valued by himself, but I don't I know if I want to build around him. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it just smells like if it was 10 K, it'd be a cash game quarterback lock, but here it's just, it's just awkward. Um, if you want to play any pass catches, it's Pitts or, or London really, but you know, you don't need a force to bring back. And I think we're learning that this no. year um, that, um, if you think it's potentially a one-sided affair or, you know, I don't think this is going to be a one-sided affair, but the way the teams operate, it, the passing is one-sided. 
uh, where there, there's going to be a lot of um, stuff on the ground uh, with with Atlanta. I yeah, I don't know. They're just the volume's not there for Pitts and London, even though it's such a condensed target share, target yeah. tree, like it's the volume just doesn't help them out. I am enjoying seeing Pitts actually schemed a little bit better in the end zone, and so we're seeing a few more, you know, touch, touchdowns for him, which is nice. Yeah, um, yeah two in the last three weeks is great. Um, so, you know, if you want to put a bring back, it's probably Pitts is my my um, call here. But really, not that not interested. If I want to th- talk about a punt play, look, see you later, Zacchaeus. You know, to me, a bird is he taking over that sort of third wide receiver role as, as we see it? Um, you know, he's he's a big play guy. He's an efficient guy. Yeah, and he wants to get in the end zone kind of guy. Like that that catch and run to the end zone last week was great to watch. It was fantastic. But again, uh, are we? I don't know if I could buy it, Arch, in this offense. I mean. He he's still not running as many routes as Zacchaeus, but when he is running routes, he's got a thirty five percent targets per route run. Like they like him. So when he's on the field, he's getting open and presenting for Mariota, and Mariota likes a deep ball. He's six k. Like I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was five k earlier in the, in, in the day <laughs> for anyone who jumped on draft stars prematurely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. He's an option. I think he if if you're looking for six k plays to to make your lineups work, I think sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Demir Bird. You know, in a few of your of your hundred micro lineups, I think you 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 could do worse. Fair enough. Um, so if I'm stacking this, Ron, it's Herbert and Eckler. Like quarterback to running back isn't normally a play, but with Eckler, he's he's a pass catcher. So pair him with with Herbert. Sure, it's going to take up a, a lot of your salary, but then throw in an Everett or Palmer um, for some value. Um, and you know, it's Pitts, Lund- Pitts or Bird probably are my bring backs if I'm gonna gonna have one. But quite often, I'm not going to force a bring back. Um, if I don't. And then I think in a lot of other stacks, I'm probably still going to have a lot of Eckler <laughs> everywhere. Like he's our premium yeah, play of the enough. week for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you might, you know, you could even do a mini stack with Eckler pits around the place if you think that's going to yep. work. No, fair enough. All right, let's move on to Green Bay and Detroit, which I didn't think I'd be talking about Green Bay this week, but they're playing Detroit. So, you know, you got to talk about them because the, the defense Mm. At Detroit is atrocious. They're 32nd in pass defensive EPA and 32nd overall in defensive pass e- EPA. So, uh, so, you know, it's like, all right, let's just play the guys against Detroit because that just seems <laughs> yes. to be the way to go. They're just, they're letting explosive runs happen. They're not stopping uh, dr- drives at all, really. The drive success rate against Detroit is the highest in the league. So, it's uh it's a big one. Peachy, you think Lions are gonna win? Look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Detroit are four point underdogs, but they're at home, which you know says something. The over under here is about fifty, I believe. And so I'm looking at that going, All right, well the Vegas again thinks that there's something here. But the the interesting thing is that I just can't get past how bad Green Bay have been this year. Yeah. And Rogers sitting there at $13,310 is a bit ugly. Yeah. I just can't. 
Like really what you're hoping for, you're hoping for the defense to suck, which is, you know, you could rely on that a little bit, but you're hoping that the Green Bay receivers step up as well for Rodgers to really hit his ceiling. The biggest positive really that I could find is that Green Bay are passing at the 12th highest rate. That's the best positive I could find, that they're passing at the 12th highest rate, not even top 10. So I'm looking at this going, oh, I can't I can't really buy in to Green Bay at the moment. But look, let's talk about some of the pass catches. you got Lazard there at 8,500. He's currently limited in practice, like didn't play last week. We know that he and Rogers have a good rapport. And yeah. when he's on the field, he is earning a target on 25% of his routes that he leads the wide receivers on his team in that stat. So Rogers is going to look to him a little bit more than anyone else. So at 8,500, it's decent. I don't mind it. Dobbs is sitting there at 99.70. And I feel like that's just a tad overpriced for yeah. me. Yeah. It's just a like he's a, this rookie that's come on. He's made a couple of big plays, up and that's and what down. you're hoping for again. He's up and down, big time. He's up and down. If we look at his stats here, you know he's had he had a 16 last week, but then was rubbish for about four <laughs> weeks. He, it's it's like throwing it, you know, you just you're throwing a dart blindfolded, really. I think when you when you're looking at Romeo Dobbs, so I, he's not to be trusted yet. That's he's on the field I'm at least. He's, he's running lots of routes and he's earning some targets, but. That's true. Just not making the most of them yet. No, that's, that's the Green right. Bay offense. That is the Green Bay offense. So that's, again, is this get right? Do we get ahead of the trend and find the spot and Aaron Rodgers goes off for a 30-point fantasy game? I just, look, it's, you got to have, I think, you got to be brave to do it. You got to be <laughs> brave to do it this week. Christian Watson is 6K, still in the concussion protocol and didn't practice. So watch that space. 6K for, for Watson, I think, would be decent because where he, he was on the field where before like a lot before he came off concussed. And that's when Romeo Dobbs really stepped in mm-hmm. uh, when Christian Watson came off. So there's something in that, I reckon. But the, the place to go for this is really just one. It's really just one for me. And it's Aaron Jones. Right, he's sitting there. He's priced up. Yes, he's priced up at fourteen thousand eight hundred eighty, but that's still decent. Like that's still cheaper than a bunch of the other top running backs. Whereas Aaron Jones is coming up against a trash defense, and he's catching the ball a bit, which is nice. Four receptions, nine receptions, three receptions in the last three. That's pretty handy. And look, last week against Buffalo, you know, one of the stoutest defenses going around, he put up one hundred forty-three rushing yards. He was explosive mm-hmm. as. And he's coming up against a team that is the second worst defense for allowing 10 plus um, yard runs. Like that's, that says that there is a lot of opportunity for Aaron Jones to just carve out a role on the ground. And it, and it's him, AJ Dillon, right? We all were worried about his, his impact or thought that he might ascend this preseason, but he has done Jack all since that first week. And, he has seen less than 50% uh, snap share since week five. Like he, ha- he hasn't been above 50 on the, he hasn't been on the field more than 50% of the snaps since week four. I'm just, it's a flat pass for AJ Dillon for me. Like the only way he gets up is if he's, it becomes the, the red zone guy, but he hasn't even been that. His no. red zone opportunities have been super low this year. So I'm looking at this and going, it's Aaron Jones. I mean, Robert Tonyan is solid. He's 68 at 70. Always a chance for a touchdown with Aaron Rodgers. Leads the team in the whole team in targets per route run at 27.5%. So when he's on the field, uh, he's actually getting the, 
the ball a fair bit, and actually last week played his highest snap count of the season at 74%. So there's a there's a positive trend here to follow with Tonyan and might get, who knows, he might get lost in in uh, in tight end land. He's sitting there really in the middle. Such a gross there. tight end slate. It is a gross tight end slate. And so Robert Tonyan, though, is one of those guys that I think can produce for us with yep. a bit of positive touchdown regression, hopefully. So- yeah, Robert Tonyan, I actually don't mind. He's him and Aaron Jones are the two pieces that I that I like yep. that I actually like from Green Bay. Detroit, though, let's flip it over. Is Jared Goff <laughs> good? Is my question. No, no, is probably the answer. I mean, he put up a decent week last week against Miami, but Miami's secondary is shot. Uh, he hasn't had a good game since Seattle, where there was that massive shootout between Seattle and Detroit, which was really. I'm learning is a, was an anomaly. Like it just feels like it was, a, mm. it's not actually something that we can be basing our uh, understanding of these offenses on. No. Like Amon Ross St. Brown has been out and injured for a while, came back last week, which really is what you need for Jared Goff. But either way, I'm probably not going to stack Jared Goff. Amon Ross St. Brown though is 14K. Yeah, you're playing. And you just play. This is this is from uh, Wyatt underscore FB on Twitter and one of those analysts, many analysts out there, but I, I, I like his stuff. This is what he has to say. He said he's had four games, Monroe St. Brown, that is, has had four games with at least 70% snaps played. In those games, he averages 22 and a half draft stars points, DK points for him, and 10.8 targets per game with at least nine targets in all of those games. Don't forget TJ Hawkinson just got traded to the Vikings. See you later. This like he's a cash game lock. I think he's a. It's it's hard to not play him in tournaments, but I think the field's going to go to him because mm. of the loss of T.J. Hawkinson. So look, I'll, I'm going to be playing a Monroe St. Brown. Like the the opportunity here is is yeah. a, is fantastic and at, at a great price as well. The ceiling you point back to what he did back in week two where he just went <sighs> off. Like it's juicy. Yeah. It is really juicy. And if you're left standing in the dust with Noah Monroe, Monroe St. Brown, when he does that, yep. look, it's, it's dangerous. And look, last week, really great news. Seven receptions. Sure, it was for 69 yards, but we know against, um, well, not against, but we know that he can he can take that for more coming off of injury. So I'm, I'm a bigger Monroe St. Brown fan this week. Josh Reynolds, can I interest you in some Josh Reynolds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give- He's actually... He's 6K. Where is he? You got, I can't find him on my list. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. It's a couple four 6K weeks, guys. Four weeks of the season, he's he's gone 12 points or more. And some of them with a Monroe St. Brown. So I look at I look at Josh Reynolds and go, I actually think the relationship between him and Jared Goff is something mm. that has been around since the Rams. He's played that fringe role. We're still not seeing DJ Chark. Josh Reynolds is a guy that I if he Gets off of the off of the injury report. I really like Josh Reynolds here. Yep, I think he's he's really a good punt play. Good punt play at six k. We think like Khalif that. Raymond as well as at six k. Ninety two percent rap participation last week. Yeah, solid. I, he just doesn't have the. He didn't hasn't shown yet the big playability. Sure, and he hasn't cracked into the end zone yet. So, but yeah, it, it could be his week as well. So there's a couple of guys here. Like especially if Josh Reynolds is out, then yeah, Khalif Raymond, fantastic. Great what point. it shows is that there's some easy, like punt bringbacks you can. You, well, there's there's so many bringback options. If you like, if yeah. you're going to go any of these Detroit guys, you want to go them because you think Green Bay is going to take it to them, and so you play Green Bay 
and like you, you do the correlation game. This game is all about correlation. There are other ones that you don't force to bring about. This one I feel that is all about correlation. Yeah, I think these guys, the, like the teams will push each other yep. in this case. A divisional matchup, love that as well. Uh, Swift is priced for what he can do when he's healthy. He's 13K. <laughs> Swift. Not for how he is now. Uh, Let's be honest. All reports are that Swift's still playing hurt, and even his coach came out and said he played too much last week and got to, only touched the ball 10 times. Four so, rushing attempts. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> hey, fade of the week call last week. Uh, yes. Go us. Swift didn't practice. Should have faded him again this week, mate. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit obvious this week. <laughs> Swift, if Swift is out, then I'm going to load up Jamal oh, yeah. Williams. He's priced there at 8,500, oh, 8,350. Green Bay are 29th in defending uh, rushing expected points per play. Detroit are going to use him at the goal line. They're going to want to rush it if they can in neutral script. Right, which Detroit aren't always in, but Green mm. Bay could make this a neutral game because they're not very good. Detroit are 26th in pass percentage in neutral script. They want to run the ball. That's that's what they want their mantra to be. Mm. And who's going to run it this week? It's Jamal Williams. Yeah. So I'm really, really a big fan of Jamal Williams at 8,300. I think that's a, just a really nice way to free up some cash. Hawkinson just got traded as well. I'm going to pass on these tight ends until we see like who's going to emerge if anyone emerges as well. So look, just don't, I'm going to ignore the tight ends here. If you get lucky, well done, but I'm, I'm going to pass. So if I'm going to stack this game, it's probably Rogers with a Lazard or a Dobbs plus a Tonyan. That's probably the way I want to go and bring it back with a Monra St. Brown or a Jamal uh, or just play really simple. Uh, a Monra St. Brown, bring it back with Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think that's, that's just the way to do it. Beautiful. All right, next matchup is going to be real quick because we only really care about one side yeah, of yeah. this matchup. Uh, because look at that, <laughs> Buffalo twelve point favorites against the Jets for forty seven point over under. They're projected for over thirty points here, oh, which is yeah, you don't see that too often. Highest implied point uh, team total uh, on the slate. Uh, look, at the end of the day, Buffalo's a juggernaut. Second in total and pass EPA per play. Third in pass rate over expectation. Third in points per game. First in pressure percentage. No one's getting to Allen. Like, will they actually get tested against the Jets? That's my question. Jets aren't as bad as, you know, they're not the old Jets. They had a shocker last week where potentially they come back in as a basket case after a horrible game or they come back with a point to prove. And so this game could go either way. I... Wouldn't put it past Robert Sala and the Jets actually somehow slowing down and putting into a, a plan in place to just, you know, stuff Buffalo here. But then most of my brain says, no, nah, no, nah, Buffalo cannot be stopped, especially not by the bloody Jets. Like, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's an interesting game. Look, over the last four weeks, look, to, to just make you actually think a little bit more about the Jets, Jets are third in pass EPA per play defensively, second in explosive pass percentage, and ninth in explosive rush percentage. They're not giving away big plays. They are third in pressure percentage. They're getting to the quarterback. They're third in points per game defensively. They're not giving up much points. That's over the last four weeks, even with last week's disappointment. they There is a world where they could bottle up Allen, force a nice, you know, tight, game and slow it down all just depends you know really and we saw it last week against new england if zach wilson turns the ball over and you know loses the field position battle they're stuffed right and so 
part of me worries is that, you know, Buffalo are going to have a lot of short field, not a lot of yards they need to score. Um, and so that might even limit the points as well. So it's an interesting game. And so obviously Buffalo's, you know, going to be popular. Allen is a clear stacking favourite. We see whenever he's, he's the only real premium guy out there. You know, next in line is Kyler Murray at, you know, 15K. It's 2.5K you're paying uh, above anyone else to get to it, to you know, to get to Allen. So, you know, it would be popular, but is this a place where, you know, if you feel that there's an out, do you do you fade this game, Rowan? I think you're a, you'd be a brave, brave person to fade entirely. Yeah. I think you kind of want a bit of Diggs or a bit of Gabe Davis. Sure. Gabe Davis are under 10K. Like, what is going on yeah, yeah. with that? Oh, yeah, I'll, get, I'll get to them, mate. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay, <laughs> anyway. But I think you uh, – I can understand not stacking, Alan, but I think you you got to be brave to just avoid it Avoid entirely. the game, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the, the way I see it is, you know, at 18K, considering all the other quarterback options and their price, you need him to hit 35 points at least. Really, yes, like you do, uh, and so do you think that's happening in this matchup in this game environment? Um, obviously, if you're playing, you're pairing him with Diggs, but then you're eating up 35% of your salary, and so where do you go from there? And so, to me, you like it's doable because the tight end slate stinks, so you're gonna, you know, you if you're playing them, you're, you're looking for a 5k, um, tight end, which we'll get to in a little bit in this game, in fact, um, but um. Just be aware it's an expensive stack, but it's expensive because you know what the bloody ceiling is. Like when yeah. when Diggs and Allen go off, like that's a that's a that's a you know slate breaker right there. Um, Gabe Davis, as you said, under 10k, getting 33% targets per out run last week. Great value. Like I don't know, you know, don't worry about the 5.5 points. Like the the usage is there for Gabe Davis. He's, he's yeah, running. Yeah, exactly. Alexander pretty much. Shut Gabe Davis out last week. I'm not going to see. I don't think we're going to see that from the Jets. Yeah, no, no. And so, yeah, no. I, I, I like Gabe Davis, and it, it's going to be interesting what the ownership does here. I think that Diggs will be popular because of what his ceiling is. Gabe Davis is going to be popular because of the sheer value, and so potentially they split the ownership. And really, it's. Just play them without thinking about ownership and and look elsewhere to get different in the in the tournaments. Um, yeah. If you want to look, you know, for leverage here, it, it's Dawson Knox. Um, he hasn't done it this year, like really for what you're paying. Eight K is not a basement tight end, and especially on this slate, he's one of the top guys, which is stupid to, yeah. to think about. But we've seen in years past, there's there's two touchdown potential. Like there is always that chance that he could score two touchdowns. So do sprinkle him in. Um, I don't I don't mind a bit of Gabe Davis. Um, but I'm completely and I am completely, utterly out on running backs this this week. Um <laughs> yep. Singletary only is useful in neutral game scripts when when they're um out you know, by a touchdown or more. He's not used as much. And this is what this game script sort of Dictates, but then Naheem Hines comes comes to town. Um, like we don't know what how he's going to slot in, but 
they were they targeted him. They've been after a pass catching running back for who knows how long. They couldn't get yeah. JD McKissick. They hoped James Cook was something. And so they've said, nah, we need Naheem Hines. How much of the snaps uh, is it of Singletary is he going to take? Who knows? Like it's a – there's no point – don't play him this way. Just don't play any running shoot. backs. Just watch. And and generally what you'll, you'll watch and you'll realise, huh, okay, that simplifies the rest of my season. I don't play any Bills running backs for the rest of the year because who knows how it's going to, going to go. So yeah. Um, so we talk about bringbacks, and you know we've we looked last last week forcing bringbacks. Not it, this year hasn't worked out, and I'm not looking to force too much except in tight end land. Tyler Conklin is ridiculously involved in this offense, Rowan. Like we're looking at a guy with 75 percent route participation. He had 31 percent targets per route run last week. He's earning targets. Over the last two weeks, he's had four end zone targets. He's still only 5K on draft stars. So if I'm stacking Alan Diggs, I will always pretty much put Conklin in there. Basement price, it's it's an easy spot. It offsets the huge salary outlay you're putting on those guys and it gives you the correlation that potentially is going to be there. Yeah, it's good. Um. Love Conklin this week. 5K. How's he 5K after a two-touchdown week? I don't know. I guess it's six the, receptions. It's the matchup. It's, it's the matchup. Draft stars it, do yeah. work hard at the matchups when they, with their pricing. It it's heavily stacked into their algorithm, like, evidently. So, um, yeah. I like to, Conklin. So, I'm stacking this. It's Alan Diggs bring back with Conklin. And potentially, like, it would be an Alan Diggs and you could eat like the way Alan plays, throwing two pass catches just to get a little bit different with, you know, Knox or Davis as the secondary pass catches. Um, yeah. Is it enough to go an onslaught? I don't, I don't know. I, I feel that there's potential for the, for the Jets to slow it down that the, the, the points won't, it's not going to be like Buffalo against Tennessee. We saw, you know, early in the season. So, um, yeah. I love a bit of a Gabe Davis Conklin mini stack, just helping your lineups elsewhere. Like that's a low priced value that could. I, I yeah, really like ceiling in there. I love a Gabe Davis Conklin mini stack this week. It's good. It's good. All righty. Well, that's it for our matchups. We're going to quickly run through who our favorite plays are in the in, in position land. So we're going to just quickly talk quarterbacks. We're just going to make this quick. Yeah. Um, I've got Burrow here at 14,000. I really like Burrow for what he can do. Like, yes, he had an off week last week against the Browns, but that's just, he always has off weeks <laughs> against the Browns. Like, I'm looking at this guy going, yes, sure, Jamar Chase isn't around, but they're only up against Carolina. Like, the Panthers are 22nd in defending explosive passes, and we know that T. Higgins can push down the ground, so I'm really a big fan of of him. I think you're going to mention Hurst a little bit later on as well. Like these guys are f- first in passing, uh, like pass rate. Like they just love to pass the ball. Like yeah. there is a lot of opportunity here for Joe Burrow to r- just rack up a lot of points. I really like Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins as well. He's yeah. sitting here at thirteen thousand five eighty. They're only playing Washington. Got a new weapon. Uh, He's got a new weapon in Hawkinson, yes, but even with the old ones, even with the old ones, with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, like it's a solid place to to play him. It's a good spot. Revenge game, if you love the narrative against Washington. <laughs> so, uh, look, how I'm many not, years I'm into his to, 
you know, time in Minnesota, can you keep calling revenge games? Yeah, yeah, I got it. But <laughs> Kirk Cousins, I'm just, I don't, I don't mind Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, so like uh, Washington, a uh, 28th in defensive pass DVOA. So yep. it's it's looking up for him. Value, value. Much? Uh, I didn't mind a bit of Justin Fields. Um, you know, obviously he's getting it done on the ground with last two weeks. Um, Chicago seemed to be. You know their offense sort of working a little bit here, and so we're seeing some rushing touchdowns uh, coming to play. Miami is going to force Chicago to play from behind. Miami's thirtieth in pass EPA per play as well. Fields loves a deep pass. Got a new weapon in Chase Claypool. See how that goes. Um, obviously, there's a worry that Bradley Chubb coming into Miami, but week one is he going to be that effective? I, I don't know. Don't mind a little bit of Justin Fields, whether I play yeah, him or not. Enough. Yeah. Cool. Running backs, who do you like that we haven't mentioned? Uh, I think this is Josh Jacobs' um, week again. A lot of people are going to be off him after the last week, but his, the talent's there, the usage is there, just an off week. Bring him back against Jacksonville, who are 29th, uh, 27th in adjusted fantasy points to running backs. Like it, Yeah, it, nice. Let's not overthink it. No, that's good. Oh, we got to think like the, the, the flu or an illness went through the locker room. Like you can't ever – you can't ignore that. I think that honestly mm. can have a big impact on teams. Value-wise, though, at running back land, big fan of Deontay Foreman, obviously coming up oh, a three-touchdown so game. Good. How has he not cemented the number one running back role there? I don't know. PJ Walker, look, he looked actually really good <laughs> last week, enabled that offense to move mm. against Atlanta. So, like, we're talking about Atlanta being tough against the ground. Well, hello, Deontay Foreman, three rushing touchdowns and 118 rushing yards. So, look, and he did 118 rushing yards against Tampa as well. So, mm. at 9K, pretty nice. And you didn't mention this guy, but Tyler Algier, we off, we talk about how much they love to run, Atlanta, that is. And Algier here is sitting as the guy who has seen 60% of the snaps the last two weeks in a row. I think he's kind of earning that first running back spot above Huntley. I know you're talking about Patterson, but he's just being designated. He's not got, he's not going to play. Like, let's be honest. He's got, they've got 21 days to, to get him back. I don't think they'll be pushing for Patterson to return. He's an old man. So <laughs> it's, it's done look, all right I, as an old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But health wise, if something's wrong, you got to look after him. Yeah. Anyway, if, if, if Patterson doesn't play, oh. our GR 8K yep. is, I think a really solid play. I think he, he's sure. Uh, people will be off him. I think like this is a sneaky play. I think it's a really sneaky play. So uh, our GR, I don't mind. But we do have a fade of the week in running back land. So uh, we're going to have to tee that one up, eh, Arch? I declare bankruptcy! This this hurts my soul. He is a, a favorite of mine since coming into the league. And our fade of the week is Ramondre Stevenson. Oh. I love the guy. I love the guy. He's sitting there though at 12,570. He's pushing up in, in the price. And look, let's be honest, he just can't trust a New England running back for too long. <laughs> he can't. He just can't. No. Damien Harris came back two weeks ago. He started playing. He came back in a really solid role last week with a 41% snap share and Stevenson dropped to 63%. Colts, who they're playing, are sixth in defensive rush DVOA. They're doing a pretty good job at stopping uh, the run in terms of yards per carry. So I'm not a fan, unfortunately, of Ramondre Stevenson this week. I hope he proves me wrong, but sadly, <laughs> that's our call. That's our call. Yeah, don't mind it, Ron. Let's move on to wide receivers. 
wide receivers, the best of the best. Who do, haven't we mentioned? We haven't mentioned Miami. And let's be honest, Tyreek Hill was an absolute beast. Mm. And he's priced at 18200 He honestly could be, there could be an argument to put him at 20K. Like seriously, yep. what he's doing is just <laughs> phenomenal. And Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Oh, I love the price of Jalen Waddle this week. Yes. 13000 Yes, please. <laughs> yep. Yes, please. Yep. Jalen Waddle, big, big fan. Uh, mentioned Burrow. I can't mention Burrow without mentioning, mentioning T. Higgins. Mm. I think this week could be the week where he really makes the most of Jamar Chase not being there. Um, like I said, that explosive um, Carolina aren't very good at defending explosive plays. And yeah, they're, they're number one in terms of pass percentage. The Bengals are. And also, and lastly, you mentioned Jacobs, but let's just mention Devontae Adams. Oh, again yeah. Because he's just a target. 13K Devontae Adams are on. 13K Devontae Adams is, is glorious. I love Waddle and Devontae Adams in the 13K range. Is <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's good. It's yep. good. So a big fan of those guys. Value yeah. plays, uh, who have you got? You've got a value play of the week for us. I do. Should we do? Should we hit it? Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I've I've put up the jersey, the college jersey that I've got on the wine rack here. The number one of Maryland, DJ Moore is our value of the week. In the past two weeks since PJ Walker has taken over, Moore is fifth in the NFL in weighted uh, opportunity rating. That's a mix of air yards and target share. Currently earning targets on 30% of his routes. He is 11th in average depth of target. DJ Moore is back, Rowan. There's no denying it. With PJ Walker, something has unlocked that we we all know knew was there. Uh, this week he's discounted due to a perceived you know tougher Cincinnati matchup. Nine point six k, DJ Moore. Uh, yes, please. Let's just lock him in. Did you uh did you see what Amari Cooper did to Cincinnati last week? <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Oh look, he just he went off. Amari Cooper went <laughs> yes. off. Has a great touchdown. Was. Look, I mean, what DJ was Moore that game, though? As, uh, I don't know how much we'd take. It was a bizarre game. <laughs> it was a weird game. Yeah, but, it was very uh, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, you know, I, I must admit, I lied a little bit. That's not actually a DJ Moore jersey. That's a Stefan Diggs <laughs> number one Maryland uh, jersey. Um, but <laughs> I was say. as uh, Diggs left Maryland, he handed over the number one to DJ Moore. So I, I counted as both. And so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, value yeah. plays that won't match that that won't make the TikTok uh, short. That's for sure. Um, there you go, Peachy agrees. Um, yeah. Thanks. What are, we, what are we talking about? You want to talk about a few other values as well at wide receiver land? Because look, yeah. at the end of the day, the way you know, if you're a studs and duds type lineup uh, guy, look, I don't mind Kirk is at a similar value. Just quickly before we scroll down to. Um, the 6K guys, you know, he, he's in yeah, a sure. situation. Look, if you look at there's, there's there's Kirk Davis and DJ Moore, Josh Palmer, all at 9K, to me they're all very similar type players this week. Like great opportunities, good, great value. There's a lot of value at wide receivers that I'm going to try yeah. to play a lot of these guys to get up to the, you know, get up to your Ecklers um, and, your, and your Josh Definitely. Allens. Um want to look at punt plays um, and, you know, when I look at punt plays, I look at, you know, are they running a lot of routes? And these are guys that are probably playing still 75% route participation. Uh, Matt Collins is is one. Zay Jones is in play. I'm just going to run through them quickly. KJ Osborne, we saw got a touchdown last week. He's always around DJ, DeAndre Carter. We mentioned earlier, same with Josh Reynolds, Cleef Raymond. And uh, one guy which 
you know, for my dynasty team, I'm desperate to to turn into something. Oh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Oh, my goodness. Hasn't he been a disappointment? But last week, Rowan, 92% route participation, 26% targets per route run. Like he got on the field a lot and he earned targets. Could he actually turn into a a bloody player. Um, I'd love to see it. I'd I love would, to see it. I would froth on it if he turns into something, <laughs> Rowan. Like, honestly, like, you know, for, for all the dynasty players that sort of did their wide receiver scouting, Terrace Marshall, like, ticked a lot of boxes and has not delivered since. So uh, yeah. a lot of people definitely going for Terrace Marshall to to continue a bit of usage <laughs> in the offense. Yeah, just for sure. just being involved, please. <laughs> That's right. Well, he's the option. He's he's the second option. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad at all. Tight ends. All right. Tight ends. Who do you like? Uh you look no one, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> uh look, you've, the truth. you know, you want me to talk about what are the best plays. We've kind of like talked about some of the ones at the top end. Maybe Hayden Hurst. Maybe like uh I c- can just, we just actually whatever. skip the best tight end plays? Let's just go to values. So I'm only gonna probably play five to six K tight ends. Yeah, let's be honest. Uh, Ingram, I don't mind though. Yes, coming yeah, up yeah, against yeah. Las Vegas, and he's getting involved. He's you know just just under seven k. Scored a touchdown. Hey, yeah. get on you, Evan. Love it. Everett, uh, obviously, I mentioned earlier. By the way, yes, that's right. Uh, Robbie T, we mentioned earlier as well. Mike Kosicki is getting involved. I think though you got to look for a guy called Durham Smythe, and if yeah. Durham Smythe is in the in the side, then he's going to impact yeah. the snap count. So be aware of that. But Mike Kosicki is a, he's a decent athlete. Look, yeah, it's 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 rough in tight end land this week. It yeah. really is. I like Conklin honestly the best at, as at that punt play. Peachy writes in and asks, is Godwin good value this week? Godwin's sitting there at 10,790. He is absolutely good value this week. Absolutely good value against a LA defense that is just doesn't, it's lost its identity, that LA, LA Rams defense. So Godwin is the guy for Tom Brady and at 10K, I don't mind that at all. Great question, Peachy. Defense, I mean, the best defense is is the Bills. If you can get to the Bills, play the Bills. Zach Wilson likes to turn it over a heck of a lot. Mm. New England Patriots, I think, is, is a great pay-up option as well because you don't know what Ellinger's really going to do. It, it can't really be too great. Uh, Miami, really? I, I, but really, that's it. I think at the top end, yeah. I like the Bills and the Patriots. That's probably my favorite. Oh, and the Bucks because the Bucks will be able to pressure yeah. Stafford because Stafford just doesn't know what he's doing he's anymore, especially if Cooper Cup is, isn't is going to make it. Value yeah. plays, though, are truly yeah, like yeah, looking bottom. at some value. Look, Green Bay uh, are an option at the more expensive of the value, you know, in the 5K range against Detroit. Um, you know, third in, in pressure percentage of the year, Detroit missing some key personnel on the offensive line. There should be a fair few sacks. Uh, Carolina, I mean, Burrow loves getting sacked. Like I think it's one of his his joys in life <laughs> is just hitting the dirt with opposition defensive linemen on him. And so don't mind a bit of Carolina. And as we've mentioned earlier, and Peachy's also just writing in Seahawks is my, you know, he's probably one of my, my 4K guy that I'm just locking in. Uh, against Arizona and against Arizona, you know, just a few weeks ago, they scored 17 points. Do we see a, a repeat? My only concern is that they become chalk. And chalk defenses are to be avoided because they've, you know, defenses yeah. just, you just can't really rely on 
projecting defenses. So um, just a little bit of a worry there, but but at 4K, it just makes your lineups work as well, doesn't it? That's right. No, the Panthers is a good pivot. Yeah. I think the Panthers is a good pivot. Yep. All right. We're going to quickly do our lineup build for the week. So, Arch, I don't let's 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 start this off in quarterback land. Yes. How do we want to build this? I I don't mind Justin Herbert or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, probably my favorite two here. I'm gonna leave that to you then, then we'll stack from there. Should we go should we go Herbert? Let's do Herbert. And we're gonna stack with Eckler because he is our premium oh, player absolutely. of the week. And do you want here's a question that I've been tossing over. Do mm. I want to go Gerald Everett as my second piece, or do I want to go one of the wide receivers, Palmer or Carter. I think Carter, I, I quite like for the, mm. as he's the cheapest, but Everett, I think I have more faith in scoring a touchdown. Where, yeah, where I at? think he's going to be more involved. Let's go Everett. I think he's the best tight end play, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. 7,500 is fantastic. Uh, are we worrying about bringing it back? Or are we going to leave it? Uh, I th- I'm happy to leave it, to be honest. Yeah, let's leave it. Um, right. Can we go our value of play of the week with DJ Moore? Hundred percent, we can. DJ Moore priced way too low. Do you like, want to throw in Palmer any, as well, just to make a a full onslaught here? A full onslaught, you reckon? I mean, look, it's it's going to be different. I like that. I like that a lot. Look, we're averaging twelve k mm. left for the rest of our pieces. Do we want to pay up here for a Jalen Waddle or an Amon Ra? Um, that wide receiver quite like. I those think Amonrar is just a lock to just score points, isn't it? Yes. But you probably want something on the other side. Do you want to go on Aaron Jones uh, in this piece? Let's do. Let's do Aaron Jones. I've got seventy nine hundred left. Then seventy nine hundred means I have to scroll past all the basement priced running backs in my in my flex, and I'm left with guys like Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. It's nothing super pretty there. So I'm hesitant, but Isaiah McKenzie's not too bad in yeah. terms of just having access to the Buffalo offense for cheap. Unless there's one thing you want to change before we finish. No, no I don't mind that. I think otherwise you're going to, you know, you know, you take Eckler out maybe to save money else, but for an onslaught, I don't mind that. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to leave it there, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking us out. We've gone long tonight, hour and yeah, ten. Way too long. <laughs> That's way too long. Our wives I'll, I'll blame the happy. hot girls uh, that that entered the chat. <laughs> Bloody hot girls <laughs> entering the chat. Oh, everybody, thank you for joining. And don't forget uh, to gamble responsibly. One 838 We want to see you at the Draft Stars TFL Podcast Competition. Yes. So join us in the five dollar single entry. We'll see you there. Don't forget we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at the TFL Podcast. We would love those reviews. We'd yeah. love you to like and More subscribe. That, that's it. We'd love to see it. Help the pod out. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's been awesome to have you along this week. We hope we can do it again next time. Arch, it's been fun. Absolutely. And we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.